The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, share with a friend, leave us a review. Even if it's a bad review, we just like the attention. Uh, So this is exciting because we have today on the Boston Podcast, I think, the youngest guest that's ever been on the show. And I've done like 500 episodes of this lousy, stupid show that you people are listening to. And really, find a better way to spend your time, would you please? But her name is Penelope Ingram. She's an aspiring singer. She is all of 12 years old. I want to welcome her first to the virtual studio. Yes. (laughs) Penelope, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me all the way from Plymouth, Michigan. We also have uh, an old friend of mine. His name is Lynn Ingram. I believe he's related to Penelope. Oh, it's the dad. Lynn, what's up, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. And now you see Penelope's already such a big deal that she travels with an entourage. So she's got her agents on the line. Aubrey Pavlik, Brad Pavlik joining us as well. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, thank you for having us, Dave. My pleasure. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about the life of an aspiring young singer. But before we do that, I want you to listen to Penelope singing the national anthem before a Virginia Tech game earlier this season. Just take a little bit of a listen to this. How does that voice come out of that little body? I don't understand. <laughs> so, so Penelope, were you nervous that night or day? I was, I was actually like sick and I had a strep throat. Oh my day. God. <laughs> I can't imagine, imagine how great you sound when your when your throat is healthy. So, so we did, you had that on your mind when you stepped up to the microphone? Yes, definitely. Were you, were you happy with how it went? Yeah, especially since I was sick that day, too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always curious about people who sing the national anthem and the choices that you make. The, the most famous, for my money, the best performance ever was Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl. And she did, a, and everybody kind of tries to put their own little imprint on the anthem, which is hard to do because, first of all, it's a, it's a hard song to sing to begin with. But she did that thing at the end, the home of the, and then she took it down like an, an octave or whatever they call it, and she went brave. And, and, and But you did that... The land of the free, which I can't do. So did you did you go through like a strategy in your head as to how you were going to sing each part of the song? Yeah, I usually do the free part like higher. Yep. And that's how I always done it since I have like a voice coach and that's what she taught me how to do it. So I've always stuck with that way. 
I, I got to tell you, 99% of singers can hire any voice coach they want and they won't be able to do that. But, but that, <laughs> but, but that was cool. So, and tell me what, what happened immediately after you finished and you hear the crowd start to cheer and just tell me about that moment. So that I was really excited after that because I, since I was sick, I was like super scared. And since it was over with, it felt really relieving, but it was exciting because people were like standing up and like looking at me and it was really fun. But then we went to go sit down and I got to watch the game and know that I was like finished and I didn't have to worry about anything else. And, and were people coming up to you afterwards and saying, Hey, great job. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's cool. I mean, talk about the, 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 it sounds like you weren't intimidated really at all, but not only are you singing in front of all these people, but you're surrounded by these really tall people and you're only 12. So, so Lynn, dad, let me ask, let me ask you that, that, you know, when we hear a voice like that, we know it's something special. How, how old was Penelope when you first heard something there that was like, Oh my God, that's a voice from God. Yeah. She was, she was nine or 10. We started hearing her sing in the house and at first just kind of thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. But you know, then she started getting really good and we started, we hired a, a person to work with her, just somebody local, you know, just the, I think she was at the time the, with a friend, but music, a music teacher at her school, you know, started working with her on the side, you know, playing the piano for her and helping her sing. And then she got to the point where the teacher said, we need to get her to somebody else. You know, I can't, I can't take her any further. So she found us another coach. And by the time she was, you know, almost 12, she was real good. So Aubrey and Brad, you guys are here to exploit her talent, which is what you do. Um, <laughs> I, I mean that in, in, the, in the nicest way. But I imagine she's got to be one of your youngest clients ever, maybe. I don't know. But Aubrey, why don't we start with you? Tell me like, how you met Penelope and how you were struck by her talent or whatnot. Yeah. So um, actually, Penelope's family is friends with my parents. So I had known of her talent, but I hadn't really been able to hear her. And then she actually sang at one of my cousin's weddings. And when I heard her, my jaw kind of dropped. And she also sang at the at the reception after. And it was, what a wonderful world. And my whole family just went nuts for it. And I knew that it was a special gift at that point. And I had talked to Brad about it. He actually wasn't there. And he kind of, I think, didn't believe me at first. And then he had the opportunity to hear her later and finally understood what a, what a gift it was. So I'll let him maybe explain when he heard her as well. Please do, Brad. Yeah, so so funny story, actually, Dave. We were I, I was at church with Aubrey, and this was right after the pandemic had begun. So our, our parish was doing an outdoor church where you actually stayed in your car and you tuned in via radio to hear the mass. So as probably most men who are at church with their wives, I was not paying attention. I was, I think I was actually <laughs> reading something and there was a song going on and I and I heard it and I actually it caught my attention and I said wow, that, that person has an incredible voice. Who is that? And, and Aubrey had said, I, I think that's Penelope Ingram. And I said, there is absolutely, absolutely zero chance that this is a 12 <laughs> year old girl. That is a 25 to 30 year old woman. I will bet you all the money that we have that, that is, that is not a 12 year old. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, well let's find out after mass. Well, sure enough, an hour after mass, Aubrey had found out it actually was Penelope singing. And at that point I had said, look, we, we need to get in touch with this girl's parents and, and, and have a conversation with them about what she wants to do with her future and, and, and kind of what steps they've taken to kind of get her on the right track to utilize this gift. 
What other kind of folks do you represent? So, you know, it, it's funny, Dave. Music is an incredible passion for Auburn and I. It's something that we really love. We've actually followed our favorite band on tour before. It is just something we're really crazy about. Mm-hmm. So when we got in to the music side of the business, I'll talk a little bit more kind of our, our involvement in music. We, we said we, we want to help up-and-coming performers who are having trouble getting major representation with a, with, with a big label because it's, it's really challenging to get in with the right management company. And then on top of it, for an up-and-coming artist, it's really hard to make any money mm. doing that. So, so our concept was, look, we want to take on, they don't need to be young, but you know, up-and-coming artists who people don't know in our region. So we really, from the music side, just worked with Penelope and another artist named Chris DuPont, who is a very talented singer-songwriter in the Ann Arbor, Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, what, is there a website that you guys have if people want to learn more about what you do? Yeah, there is, Dave. The, the main, our website is theteamcruises.com. And what Aubrey and I do, it's, it's unique. We run music festivals that take place on cruise ships. Okay. So we run seven different music festivals a year that happen on ships, and they, they go across all genres of music. We run four jazz cruises. We actually run an 80s rock cruise, a Star Trek cruise, and a motorcycle rally. And on these cruises, how we kind of got into music, we bring on our, our clients that we that we are hired to run these cruises for, bring on artists, the biggest names in the genre. So in jazz, for instance, we've worked with Marcus Miller, Kenny Dolfer, Wynton Marsalis, Boney James, Chick Corea, Vanessa Williams, Kamasi Washington. The 80s cruise, we've worked with Rick Springfield, 38 Special, Belinda Carlisle, Berlin, Brett Michaels. So we really... Our, our, our company brings on the biggest names in the music genre for whatever um, the theme of that cruise is. And then Aubrey and I are responsible for the onboard operation of those cruises. And then that was how we kind of got into the music management side of the business through meeting a number of managers over the years doing this and seeing the sides of the business that are great, but also seeing sides that can be really, really tough, you know, for an up and coming artist. I'm a big fan of, of, Music cruises, harbor cruises, and look forward to this summer. We're thinking they'll be back, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we are actually, Aubrey and I, um, the last three weeks have been really involved on a number of projects that are with the return to service for the cruise industry. Mm. And it is, some cruises are starting now back up in June on the major cruise lines. And it really looks like we're getting close to a full industry return sometime in mid to late summer or very early fall. Oh, now hold on. These are like full blown cruises where people go and stay on the boat. Okay. I I was thinking the, the, the Harbor cruises around because in Boston, we have a ton of those. Those are fun too, but not as a big a deal as what you do. So yeah, in your, your business logistics must be important because I would hate to be like a a Star Trek fan and show up to, uh, you know, and and find Rick Springfield there. That would be very confusing (laughs) for the Trekkies. So, uh, but I'm sure you you never mix those up, but that's, that's, uh, I'm trying to picture, there should be a comedy, there should be a sitcom about one of your cruises for the Trekkies. I just can't imagine. We're a rare breed. We love you, Trekkies. I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun. An unbelievable cruise. Probably some of our favorite guests. Incredible sense of community. Aubrey and I, prior to being involved with the cruise, were not Trekkies, but <laughs> we've learned a lot. And seeing the Trekkies on board is, for any Trekkies out there, 2,000, 3,000 of them together is the coolest thing you'll ever see. It's, it's just amazing to see these people come together from all over the country world and and just have a great time on a cruise. It's really neat. 
boldly cruising where no other cruise has cruised before. Yeah. So, Penelope, let's get back to you because you're you're more important than everybody else on this call, as far as I'm concerned. Tell me, tell me what singers you admire and whether you try to maybe mimic anybody's style. Definitely Whitney Houston and mm. Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle are my two favorite ones, just because I've always loved their voices, and when I listen to them, I always want to like sound like them when I do like songs that they sing or like stuff like that. Yeah. Do you like Adele? Yes, I love Adele. And do you like what other types of music do you listen to? Is it usually that kind of thing? Like, do you, you like the? I mean, the singers who are more crooners, or do you listen to any rock or what? What else do you listen to? I like mostly like I would say like I listen to like like pop the type of songs that I want, like singing are like Whitney Houston songs Adele songs Lauren Daigle songs like those are all my favorite types of songs for me to sing. Mm, okay, and I mean Whitney that that goes back. Lynn, yeah. <laughs> did, did did does your dad ever recommend music to you and you tell him to stick it or what? <laughs> well, I I did have her sing Alice in Chains and she actually did a pretty good job. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So, and you got it. You got a look see from what was it? America's Got Talent, or was it one of those other shows? I'm sorry. Yes, America's Got Talent. Okay, and they said you were too cute or something. What what happened there? It's interesting if you haven't been to one of these, but they you sit in this huge holding room at first with all these different acts, and then they kind of break you down into a smaller room, and eventually you get into like a classroom size room with. In her group, it was all singers. I think they break them up by by what they do, and so. I think there were 10 of them in there and, you know, they all performed. And then the uh, judge said, you know, I need some more information from you, Penelope. Can you stick around? And all the other performers said, good luck, Penelope. We'll see you on AGT. Mm. And she did. She sang two more songs for the judge. Went really well. But I think when he quizzed around her story, she didn't have a story. She's just a regular kid. May have, may have heard her chances, but the, uh, the songs went great. Penelope, ugh, come on. It's so easy. My my parents were never around. They were strung out on something. They they I had to sleep in a subway terminal for months on end, and that's where I learned to sing. All right. Well, maybe. maybe Dave, Dave this was all pre-management because would, we would have had this whole backstory worked out for, you know, I mean. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that that's a shame that. Yeah. My story is I have really nice parents and a nice life. See you later. Forget it. Um, So but you do. But however, you've you've been hired to do weddings. What other stuff do you do you like to do to be hired for uh, to sing Penelope? Like I like to do I get this um, kind of like in two months, I would say I get to sing at my teacher's wedding. Oh, cool. So I'm super excited for that, but I love singing at weddings. Like I'll do anything if I just get to like church, any like anything that anything that they ask me to do, I'll do it. Your what what song do you think if you had to sing a couple to to showcase your best talents? What is it? The would it be a Lauren Daigle song or something else, or what would it be? I would say like a Whitney Houston song. Really? Yeah, I just like I like doing like those high notes and riffs and everything. So I would say like those types of songs, but any song that like I enjoy singing. Well, <laughs> well, we need a new Whitney since she's not around anymore, of course. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here to to step into the void Aubrey and or Brad what what, when you when you manage someone this young tell us a little bit about like what the strategy is what you might be able to do for Penelope next given that you know it's a little bit of a sensitive topic in our society how much do you want to push the the talented 
you know, young person. So, and be careful they don't turn into another, I don't know, Lindsay Lohan or something. Oh, no offense, no offense, Lindsay, but, but you get the point. Yeah. Absolutely, Dave. And I, you know, it's been, it's been especially challenging managing performers over the last year because there really hasn't been live music over the last year. So, you know, our goal working with Penelope is to just get her as much exposure as absolutely possible when we, excuse me, when we return to kind of a normal operation, if you will. And that is singing at as many different venues to small and large groups of people as possible. When you have a gift like Penelope, it's almost one of those things you can say singing is the easy part. It is getting her in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible in situations that are going to make you uncomfortable. And and that might be something as talented as Penelope might not be singing to 20,000 people in national anthem. It might be really uncomfortable for her to sing at a house show with a hundred people that she knows really well that are family, friends and, and relatives. So it is getting really as much exposure as possible, any kind of venue and all venues. So that's really our primary goal once live music kicks back open with Penelope. From a skill standpoint, you know, she has her voice coach. There's nothing that we're going to help her with there. It is just putting her in situations to succeed and getting her the preparation she's going to need to continue to do this, you know, to to have a really successful career. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing that I would add to that is just making sure that it's still fun and a passion for her. You don't want it ever to become something that is just overtaxing for her or stresses her out. There's a difference, I think, between being somewhat uncomfortable or nervous in a certain situation Mm -hmm. and just not enjoying it anymore. And we always want to keep that fun aspect for her. No doubt. That's uh, that's why really why I chose these guys, because, you know, I've known them. I know their family. We've had a, a several people approach us saying, hey, let me uh, work with Penelope. But I believe they really they really want what's in her best interest. And, and I trust them to do that. Penelope, do you do any kind of social media stuff? Like, do you make videos on Facebook or TikTok or anything like that? Not like recently, but mm-hmm. I do have like Instagram and TikTok, but like I usually use it for like what it is, but I have one Instagram account that I'm going to start posting singing videos on to get like out there for that type of stuff. And that Instagram handle is? Let me, I think it's Penelope Ingram singing videos. Okay. You want to? really simple. Okay. And yeah, typical spelling of Penelope and Ingram. Penelope Ingram singing videos. Is that it? Yeah, so it's okay. all like lowercase and all together, no spaces. Okay, cool. All right, we are before we're up against the clock a little bit here, folks. But before we go, we're going to have every one of our guests suggest something for the segment that we call Good Stuff, where our guests recommend something good for you out there to check out, whether it be book, TV show, recipe, uh, new flavor of Oreos, whatever it may be. Before we do that, Penelope, so. Now, this is the worst thing you can do to a 12-year-old because here she is on a Zoom call with all these grown-ups. But could I persuade you to sing a little bit, maybe about, you know, 20 to 30 seconds of something? Oh, sure. Okay. So do we need to set this up or you want to just kind of go in cold? Let's just, just, Um, Lynn, what do you think? I think she could do it. I'm trying to think of a song that I should sing that would be really good. I'm thinking she should sing the one she did at AGT. How about that, Penelope? Yeah, but she wants she wants to do a Whitney Houston. The dog wants to sing too. Yeah. Okay. All right. What Whitney Houston song do you want to do? Um, I think I'm gonna do like the beginning of "I Will Always Love You." Maybe. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And and, and a nice time because I do a music podcast called Past Tens, 
with a friend and we just revisited that song and it's long history. And, mm-hmm. and actually, believe it or not, Kevin Costner was the one who suggested Whitney sing that for the movie, the bodyguard. Okay. That's more than anyone needed to know <laughs> now. All right, Penelope, take it away. Okay. If I should stay, I would only be in your way. So I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way and I will always love you will always love you yeah Unbelievable. Listening to you sing that, it's like it's like being on a roller coaster ride and thinking I'm, I'm going to die over this next like turn because there's no way she's going to hit that note and then you hit it. So, well done. Well done. Here here's a trivia question for you for everybody. So, I'll continue on with this boring anecdote about the movie The Bodyguard, but as I said, Kevin Costner, he he actually brought uh, a version of that song for Whitney to listen to to persuade her to sing it. Now, do you know who sang the version that Kevin Costner played for her? Anyone? I don't. Len? I don't either. There, it was a hit for another artist, and that artist was Dolly Parton. But actually, Kevin... Ah. Yeah. But I fooled you. That's not the answer to the trivia question. The trivia question is he actually brought her a version sung by Linda Ronstadt. So... That, that song had been around, but nobody sang it quite like Whitney until Penelope Ingram came along, and now we have some. Okay, so we're going to play a game of good stuff, but before we do that, I'll take one minute to tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast, whether you're a lawyer or a business owner or an aspiring singer, perhaps, or some kind of talented person. You need a podcast to get your message out there. It's a great new way to connect with your audience. Your guests will be amazed and delighted at the quality product we produce at pod617.com. You can do it from the comfort of your home. We'll send you out a quality USB microphone, or you can come to our studios in Westwood, Massachusetts. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network, in pod, we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. That's the good stuff. You know, Aubrey Brad, most guests dance to the B fifty twos. And I and I can't I can't oh, sorry. Lynn and Penelope, I'll assume you guys were dancing. They were dancing. Okay, okay good. Okay. So uh, let's see, no particular order here, but uh, Brad, I'll pick on you first. Anything good to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, you're going to laugh, Dave, but I have to do a shameless promotion. Chris DuPont just released an album called Blood Plains. Mm. Um, Just came out about a month ago. If you are at all into acoustic singer-songwriter music, absolutely check this album out. It is his best work to date. Fantastic new album. Say the name of the album again, please. Blood Plains. Flood, like a flood, like flood plains? Yeah. F-L-O-O-D-P-L-A-I-N-S. Oh, floodplains. Okay, now I got it. All right, I'm getting on Spotify right now. And thank you for that. No, that's good. You should promote your peeps. Aubrey, how about you? I have 
been enjoying a cocktail at night with Brad, and we've been making French 75s recently. So oh. just bring it back an old classic, but it's a really good one. What a what a great recommendation. So what's in that? It is champagne, cognac, and then some lemon juice and simple syrup. So it's pretty easy, actually, but it's nice, light, refreshing, good spring drink. I love it. I need a new drink. For, we all need a new drink because, yeah, right? <laughs> because if we don't need something else to watch on TV, we need a new uh, drink because the pandemic ain't quite over yet. Anyway, Lynn, how about you? We'll do you next. Well, uh, she kind of stole my thunder there because I'm sticking with the alcohol theme. Oh, good. But there's a beer that's made here in Michigan by founders called Mas Agave. And it's it's almost like they fused beer and a margarita together, Ooh. lime margarita. They come out, I think, on Cinco de Mayo, and they're produced, I think, until about the 4th of July. So you can only really get them in the summer. They're perfect to, to drink around a fire. The only problem is they're 10%. ABV, so a little strong. I have I have no problem with that. I mean, is is it more more beer than margarita or the reverse? I'd I'd say it's almost a fifty fifty. It's more beer than yeah, margarita, okay. yeah, but I, but pretty close to even. I mean, you really get the flavor of the margarita, but it's it's like a taste you've never had until you try this beer. I was blown away when I first tried it. That's uh, that's another great recommendation. And Penelope, what kind of cocktail would you like to recommend? Oh, no, no. <laughs> what would you, Penelope? What would you like to recommend to our listeners? Um, I love the show. It's really old, but it doesn't have any, like, reckon- like no one watches it anymore, but it's a show called Lost. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a thing for that one. because. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me, that's if you've never seen Lost, now's a great time to go back and, and watch. Because, I, Penelope, I actually started watching Lost with my 18-year-old son just about a year ago. And yeah. he's, he loved it right away. So what do you like about it? I just love the theme of it and figuring out what's going to happen towards the end. And there's just new like stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, I need to watch another episode. So it's really like good, but it's addicting. She <laughs> also likes Sawyer. He's a little old for her though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sawyer is great. Uh, I forget. Uh, Josh Holloway, that's the actor. He is, yeah. he's dashing in. Somehow, I, I get that you're, if you're on an island, you wouldn't be clean shaven, but he always has... Three days of scruff. Exactly three days of scruff. Never more, never less. But that looks good on him. So that's a great one, Penelope. And yeah, and by the way, if you're new to Lost, the first three seasons are unbelievable. After that, it gets not quite as good, but hang with it. It's worth it. So there you go. So I will recommend, I had this thought that I should recommend something that is kind of on theme. And so I was trying to think of uh, a good movie that, encompasses kids and singing and if you've never seen this movie called sing street it's not new but it's so underrated kind of obscure here's the trailer let's take a listen to the trailer for sing street your mother and i really are under a lot of pressure at the moment we had a look at our accounts and we're taking you out of school we're not taking you out of school we're transferring you you'll be new then what's your name connor lawler shut up we have a black shoe policy here mr lawler they're gray and they're quite sensible. They're not black. Who knows what this new prison will do for you? This is your time. You see, it's beautiful. How come you're not in school? I'm a model. Cool. Do you want to be in a video for my band? See, so if you're in a band, sing me a song. Take on me. <laughs> we need to form a band. What? Connor's going to band together. Oh, good you play every instrument on my coin. Probably. Show. 
All right. Well, you, you get the point. So this this is takes place in London, I guess. I don't know. It's definitely uh, British. But has anyone seen this movie, Sing Street? No. Lynn, have you you guys seen it? No. Yeah. No. All right. So you get your homework assignment. Go watch Sing Street. I don't know. I'll find out where it's playing. But it's as you can as you heard in the trailer. The the protagonist is this young man who's really just trying to get the attention of this girl and decides he has to form a band and puts her in the videos and the videos are so lovably amateurish and it's just a very charming movie. I I have forgotten the dad is the guy who played the the Weasley Lord in Game of Thrones and was also in the TV show The Wire. It would be good if I knew his name, but I don't. So Sing Street and for those of you wondering where to find it, I'm gonna look have my research department look that up. I have an intern named Jimmy. Jimmy uh, he, I forgot I gave him the day off. So uh, you can rent it on Amazon for a buck ninety nine. It's worth it. Looks like it's not for free anywhere except the Tubi, whatever that is. Okay. All right. That's more than you need to know about Sing Street. So uh, Penelope, just one more time, that in, that Instagram account, where can people follow you? So it's Penelope Ingram singing videos on Instagram and it's no cap. It's no caps all put together, no spaces. And then my main Instagram account is Penelope Ingram three and no caps, no spaces. Cool. Dad, dad, did I forget anything? No, I think you got it all. Okay. Hey, can I tell you one quick story though? Going back to the beginning, you mentioned after, uh, after she sang the national anthem, if people were coming up and congratulating her, you remember Frank Beamer? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so just, former so coach. He yeah. was in the front row, and she sat right next to Frank Beamer and his wife in the front row. And after yeah, the wife said something to Penelope, and and then afterwards, people were coming up and taking pictures with with Coach Beamer, and and then his wife came over and said, "Hey, can you come over and take a picture with us?" Mm-hmm. So they brought Penelope over to get a picture with with Coach Beamer and his wife, and then we got in the car on the way back. And she said, "Dad, who was that old guy you wanted a picture with me?" <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend over there. Yeah, not just another creepy old guy, but actually, uh, (laughs) happily, uh, he might be a little creepy. But anyway, yes, legend Frank Beamer. That's a good one. So, Penelope, you have to remember all this from when you're famous. And you'll remember your appearance on the Boston Podcast, right? That's where you got your big break, right? Okay. Very cool. And Aubrey and Brad, thanks for joining me as well. Brad, one more time, the website where people can find out about your cruises and all your stuff. Theteamcruises.com. Teamcruises.com. Easy. The team, the teamcruises.com. The teamcruises. All right. Don't forget the the people. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. Thank you all. You guys are such good sports. Penelope, we wish you the, the best of luck. And when you're rich and famous, I too am going to show up and somehow exploit your success. I'll figure it out. Anyway. <laughs> thanks for listening to the bus. Thanks to all my guests. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com. On behalf of all my guests and the great Penelope Ingram and all the stuff and fame and fortune she has to come, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. If you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Boston,